Welcome to my mixer. Hi, I'm Moni, and this is Mixing with Moni, a weekly POC point of view on all things from pop culture to politics, reality TV, and of course, so much Bravo. Each week, I'm mixing up my opinions with something new, and I want you to do it with me. I promise to rival your most opinionated, shady friend that swears that they are always right. You're thinking it, I'm saying it. Pour something up, whatever it is you fancy, and let's mix it up together. Let's dive in. Welcome to Mixing with Moni. I'm Moni, and I am so excited to talk to all of you today. I have been waiting so long for this. I did only take a week off, but it felt like forever. So much happening in Bravo, so much happening in the world, in housewives, in pop culture. So many things to catch up on. I did do a breaking news bonus app um, last week, even though I I just couldn't stay away, basically. Even though I said I was going to go on a break, I couldn't stay away, and I did a bonus episode Um that you're welcome to go and take a listen to. It was relatively short and I didn't have much that I really wanted to say. I just, certain things, you know, you kind of can't not talk about with Bravo. You know what I mean? Like basically all that I really wanted to talk about was R-O-B-H R-H-O-B-H, my apologies. So I just needed to talk about a little Bravo, little Housewives of Beverly Hills news. Um, That was it. But I kind of got my feelings out on it already. If you haven't listened already and you want to know what they are, it was pretty much just that we have two new housewives on Beverly Hills, one being a woman of color and it's the first integrated housewife franchise move that we've ever seen Bravo make, um, especially on a predominantly white cast, um, not even just specific of any one culture, but of race in general. Um, this doesn't typically happen. It hasn't happened pretty much since Kim Zolciak Beerman was on Atlanta. And I hope we see it a little bit more. My thoughts are already out there. I am very excited about this. I think that, um, Garcelle Buffo is going to make a fantastic housewife. She's a really great actress. She is a really big deal um, to a great deal of the Black community that is around my age or that watched a lot of like 90s and 2000s sitcoms um, just because the Jamie Foxx show was kind of centered around that time. And that's where she, biggest role in my opinion, um, that she was on. She played Fancy and she was fantastic. And I'm excited. She's done a lot of like one episodes of like one-offs of a lot of shows that are really popular. So look her up. She's a beautiful woman. And I think she is great. Someone said another actress. Ugh. And I was like, maybe now Housewives can get an Emmy. I don't know. But those are my thoughts on it. Um, you can go back and listen if you like. I'm here now to talk about everything else uh, Hot Topics-wise. So we'll do a little bit of Hot Topics from this current week. And then I'll do some dipping into my DVR with um, some housewives. We'll do uh, RHOP. We'll do a Potomac recap from the last two episodes. Um, we'll do some my final thoughts on Southern Charm. 
good luck, good riddance. I need to move on from that season and go into another season. Um, they play with my emotions a lot on that show, but I'm still going to watch because I guess I like the abuse. I don't know. And then we'll do some Housewives of Orange County just because how can we not and how can we all at the same time? I both want to fast forward half the episode and then I watch with like gritted teeth and then separated fingers over my eyes. It's just, it's a lot, um, but didn't still have strong feelings. So um, I can't stop watching OC just because it, that's what I think we all are feeling. The ratings keep going up and I keep going sadder. Like every time I watch it, I'm either sad or angry or I get like anxious Honestly, have to like check my step monitor Fitbit thing for like my heart rate while I watch because it's so intense sometimes. To I don't know who's gonna say what, what's gonna happen next. It just seems like a lot of mud slinging and then sadness, and I don't know if I can deal with that. Um, and then Tamra being morality police, and that just ugh. I won't jump ahead. I'm sorry. You know we mix it up over here. We're all over the place. Literally, that's in the slogan slash the picture of my podcast. So I'll try to stay on track as best I can. And then I have Kirsten coming on from Reality TV and Me, which is a podcast. She is in Australia. She loves these crazy women. She loves Bravo and she has a great podcast. And I just went on it this week to listen to her last episode. I believe it's the 35th episode um, that I'm on. And we talk Dallas. I recap her on Potomac. We talk OC in detail. Uh, so you can get a lot of my thoughts over there as well. Um, I'll recap some of them here. And then her and I will be discussing Housewives of Dallas today. And that'll be our deep dive for the week. Um, if you are not watching Dallas, so you don't feel like you want to listen to the deep dive, I'm telling you, I'll try to keep it short. I promise. Listen to the deep dive just as a reason to watch. Trust me. You will love it. You will be captivated and it is not too late. You don't need to start from the beginning. Start now. Jump in from the last episode. Watch the rerun. Get ready for next week and let's strap in and go ham. Okay? So, all right. I'm going to start with some of the new hot topics that are going on in the world first. And I wouldn't say foremost, but no, you know what? I would say foremost. Let's pray, send kind thoughts, do what we can to help, offer up a word of encouragement, keep in our thoughts and whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that your is your religious, you know, background or lack thereof, whatever it is, we need to draw attention and direct our hearts to the people in the Bahamas. Honestly, bless them. I hope that, you know, people are safe and this is not, I mean, this is a crisis as Bethany would say. She, Bethany Frankel from Housewives in New York has already been like, you know, on the forefront doing things. Lots of celebrities have, thank goodness, but we all could be doing something. I saw that a man like bought just like a hundred generators from Costco and just started sending them to the Bahamas. You don't, I mean, I can't afford 100 generators, but you really, it just goes to show you can do anything that you can do is helpful because they have it worse than we do. The, you know, Hurricane Dorian was tracked for us um, as well in the U.S., if you're listening in the U.S., but it did kind of miss a good deal of America, um, which I feel, feel like we're incredibly lucky. So 
I know people of Florida and South Carolina and Georgia and the coastal areas, they were a little nervous at first because they thought it was going to come for them, but it did go through the Bahamas. So just because it didn't directly, you know, greatly impact us, um, some people probably still got some things, but it didn't greatly impact us, doesn't mean that we can't take into account how it did impact the Bahamas. So I think we should definitely call attention to that. Um, Hampton University, which is a historically black college university that I went to for a very short period of time. Um, but they have started to apparently offer free room and board and even enrollment for displaced students of the University of the Bahamas, considering basically their school has undergone some intense damage as the rest of the islands have. Um, so I think that's a really cool thing. You really, it's anything you can do, even if it's just thinking about them and keeping in mind how grateful we are. Um, how grateful we should be and how lucky we are that we did not get, you know, the same kind of, uh, you know, outcome as Bahamas and surrounding islands did. That being said, and moving on into some not nearly as important mess, but also still hot topics, Nicki Minaj is retiring. She's a rapper. She is a rapper, <laughs> um, long time rapper. I mean, she's been in the game for a good while now and she's pretty much been the top of her game as far as female rappers go for even longer than most people. Um, you know, there's like this non-existent, in my opinion, feud between her and Cardi B and I think there's room for both of them, but now they'll say there's only going to be one anyway. So Nicki Minaj has decided to retire according to her Twitter announcement. I call that a Twitter press release because it's not really like nobody can really hold you to what you tweeted because it'll be brought up later and you can change your mind. And I actually think she might change her mind, but her reasoning is pretty solid. She's retiring to start a family. She does have a boyfriend, a problematic one, if you ask me, but she does have a boyfriend and she has found love and she has been kind of off the radar and really been in love. And that's good for her. I think it's good for her. I did watch her documentary once and she did seem like she was, she overly, not overly, but she really, really prioritized having a family. It was like, she doesn't want this forever. She really wants to have kids and settle down and have a life one day. And I don't see why not. If that's what she wants, she is a successful, beautiful woman and she should be able to have that. Um, she should be able to have both. She's had a great career. If she wants love and a family and all that, why not? So best of luck to you, Nicki Minaj, Onika. That's her real name if you did not know that, which I hope you do. Um, if not, I'm here to keep you in the know. So that's her real name, Onika Mirage. Um, best of luck, luck to you, Onika. I hope you find all the love and happiness in the world. Congratulations on retiring, I guess that's the thing. Um, we'll see if it holds up. I think she'll be like on somebody's remix in like the next like year or two or not even that long. Um, so we'll see. But good for you and... Moving on, Tyler C. from The Bachelorette, Hannah Browns, or Hannah B., if you know her as that, season of The Bachelorette. It's been a big hot topic over here in Mixing with Monty Land because I love The Bachelor and Bravo equally as much. Actually, I love Bravo a little bit more. Keeps my attention more. There's also more content. So Hannah Brown, season of The Bachelorette, Tyler C. was a front runner. He kind of 
didn't really give her the time of day because she broke up with him on national TV. So I can't even be mad. And now he has been on and off or not on and off, but he's been around Gigi on and off the news. Like it's been like they spot each other. Then they're like separated. She didn't take him to the VMAs. I think it was, or the MTV awards. But then so it was like, are they, aren't they? Well, apparently they are y'all like girls. It's happening. <laughs> I think that it's a bigger tale that he is with her in the Netherlands, which is where her mom is from, I believe, considering, or something like that, something around that area. Her mom is European, or I, I believe her mom is Dutch. So yeah, this tracks. Her grandmother passed away. It was her grandmother's funeral, and she went for the funeral. And I think it's more telling that Tyler C. went went with her to her grandmother's funeral out of the country than to an award show on a red carpet. That could have easily just been she didn't get a plus one or she wanted to take someone else. I don't know what it was, but he went with her to her grandmother's funeral. That is some... If they're just friends, they are best friends now because that is an intense thing that you decide to use, you know, the person, when you use someone for emotional support and, um, you know, to uh, as a comforter, that is, that's telling. <laughs> that's a big sign. So I'm happy for her. I'm happy for him. I say go for it. Do what you got to do, you know? Go ahead, Tyler. See, he really kind of upgraded. Although I love Hannah B. I just think that that's a really good mix. I mean, they really did hit it off. They've had a few dates. This is now an even bigger date. I mean, where, where did they sleep? Did they sleep in the same bed? Of course, they probably slept in the same bed. They probably already been sleeping in the same bed. Why am I so invested in this? I don't know, but... <laughs> It's so exciting to me to see, you know, someone from, I love when people from The Bachelor to Bachelorette do something great with themselves beyond selling FabFitFun boxes. Not that that there's anything wrong with that. It's just like, I don't know whose invite code to use. Like, I just ordered one for the first time and I'm very excited to get it. I love picking it out, but I have no idea. I had no idea whose invite code to use. That is how many people have one. I'm just like, who do I give my support to? I don't know. So it, they ended, ended up, it ended up them just giving me one, like just because I was a first time person. So I didn't even need one at all, which is helpful because I was going to feel really, really bad if I didn't give it to the people that I really wanted to give it to. Um, but I like to see people from The Bachelor and The Bachelorette kind of bossing up to something really great and career-defining. Not that he's doing anything career-defining by dating Gigi Hadid, but he is model pretty and very tall and statuesque. So I think that he at very least could benefit from her fashion connections and modeling connections. So good for you, Tyler C. And last but not least, Ariana Grande suing Forever 21. What the... Yes. Okay. So that's major. Um, they used her image and likeness. Didn't necessarily use her pictures, but they definitely, she's suing them for $10 million, which I know for a fact they don't have because they are definitely filing for bankruptcy. Um, so maybe that's because of that. I don't know, but she's suing them because a lot of her images and costumes from the seven rings video, which is the G thanks just bought it. If you don't know that already, um, that is some of her fashions have been subject to the fast fashion world of forever 21, which 
was apparently without her permission. So some of the outfits have been reproduced pretty similarly, as well as a girl who has like a high ponytail, but in otherwise does not look anything like her, um, being the model of it. And then he posted some pictures, I think like from the actual music videos with the, their content as well. And that's kind of like, uh, and they even used like her lyric, um, in some of the captions, and that is all why she's suing. She definitely, I think she has a case because they did use a lot of her inspiration. But they also responded with, we tried to book her to do it with us. She's too expensive and we couldn't make the schedule work out. And they even alluded that some of her like Instagram posts are within the six figures just for one post, which makes sense. The girls love Ariana. I mean, Ariana is a big part of stan culture, which is like those super fans. So understandable that is probably out of most people's budget um you never I never thought I'd see the day when forever 21 would be like reduced to this level like would be on this kind of a decline filing bankruptcy and closing stores and being sued and all these things and I just I am sad to see like a major part of my life upbringing childhood teenage years and even young adult life now kind of coming to an end but Guess that's the way the cookie crumbles. It does not always last forever. So sad. What are we going to move on to now? Guess Fashion Nova is going to be staying where it's at. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, as far as hot topics goes, that is pretty much all that I had for today. Um, if, again, guys, DM me some things. I have a fantastic follower um, who is constantly DMing me different things that I literally just miss. Like I don't, I can't get to all of it. It's so much. I follow so many people. Um, her Instagram is Lynn's Keller and she's amazing at <laughs> sending me things that I miss completely and love to catch up on that are truly interesting. So I really appreciate you, Lynn. So guys, yeah, do the same thing. Send me the things you see. Maybe you guys can keep up better than I can sometimes. If not, anything that I miss or you want me to talk about, send it to me. Happy to. All right. And that is it for Hot Topics. I'm going to take a quick break and then we will dip into my DVR with some Housewives Goss. All right, I am back and we're going to dip into my DVR. All right, so let's start with, let's just conclude Southern Charm completely, shall we? Season came and gone, goodbye. It was a decent reunion. I will say I'm more disappointed in a lot of people's actions and behaviors than I am riveted by the reunion. I thought that Cam got let Shep off too easy. And I also thought that Austin came off way worse than he usually does, which is probably just a sign that he's showing his true colors. Same with Shep. You kind of can't fake it anymore. So that's that. I do think, I hope that Madison and Danny have had some kind of reconciliation and it sticks a little bit. I've read and heard some things that it has not really stuck, but I liked seeing that at the end. So it was a good way to end it at least. And then beyond that, um, I think that Naomi, maybe we really are just not understanding Matul. I would like to give him the benefit of the doubt, but in that case, 
join the show or don't film at all. Like it's one or the other to me, because if you're not reading well, but you're only in and out, I will never know. We'll never know. So honestly, Naomi, I don't even really know why she's still on. I think this cast might need a shakeup because it also just doesn't make sense to me why Southern Charm New Orleans didn't get a reunion, at least in its second season, which is when most of like those non-Housewives Bravo shows that have a cast, an ensemble cast, do get a reunion. So I don't really get why they didn't, but Southern Charm Charleston got a two-parter because we didn't really get much other than Eliza's dangling bracelets. They clanged too much. A lot of misogyny, a lot of classism, a lot of double standards, and a lot of people's passiveness of telling women and their partners, shut the fuck up. I wish somebody would. I wish the person I was married to or dating actually gave me that kind of vigor and told me to shut the fuck up. That would be the last day that we are together. I'm just saying. Um, Maybe... You need to chill, but not in definitely not in public and in private. We're we're handling this a different way because that is just absolutely disrespectful to really anyone. And that's kind of the point, right? Those are fighting words. Those are things you say in an argument when you're upset with someone. You need to shut the f up. Like that's not something I want to. I don't want that energy in my relationship because we're not coming back from that real easy. So. I don't understand why that was okay, especially Cameron. Like, I was really disappointed with a lot of the things that she said and did this this reunion. And I don't understand why she even doubled back on her, like, feelings about being a mom and everything. Like, girl, do not let people bully you online into some... I don't want to offend. So like to some trope that you think that you need to fit as a mom and a wife and all these things, just be you and let people love it regardless because odds are someone out there loves it or hate it. I mean, everybody, you could be the juiciest, sweetest, most amazing apple on the planet and it's just still somebody that don't just don't like damn apples. Like they just don't like them. So doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter, you know, anything, just be authentic because someone can still not like it, but someone out there might also love it and relate to it. So I hated that she doubled back on that. She just, the performance was eh. Eliza was eh. Madison was great. Her and Danny, I'm glad they work it out. I hope they continue to work it out because I think there's power in numbers and they'd be better together. Catherine trolling us with that fake ring. I need more answers on that than I do access to her closet. Because her constantly shopping her closet, I don't care. But what is this ring? When did you and your country singer boyfriend break up? I have questions, and these are the they letting answers to. Also, I will say that moving on into housewife world, I have heard and read some things that Housewives of Chicago might be a thing. Please make it a thing. I need new women, and we've seen now with Potomac and now Dallas, we need new blood and franchises because these other ones, they're they're scraping to keep me afloat, to keep a lot of people afloat. Honestly, it's just like hate watching now. Um, it's it's special except except for when they get new people. New people always make it better. So at least in some regard. So we have like new storylines and something else to judge or to hate, relate to, to like, to get to know. We know all the other players of all the other franchises, so we need some shaking up. So I like that. Um, in Housewife, other Housewives news, I just saw on Emily Simpson of the Housewives of Orange County's um, Instagram page that, um, yeah, something's going down with her and Shane, y'all, because she just 
put up a picture of all her kids on their first day of school. And Shane's not in the picture. And it's a little different than other first day of school pictures because she's posing with all of them. As if like, it is a look at all my kids going back to school and look at my family thing, but didn't put anybody else, didn't say he was taking the picture, didn't, I mean, this is new. It could, I could be reading this all wrong, but like, as opposed to some of the other moms who have posted either with their husbands, with the dads, or just like, look, I sent them all off to school, like Melissa Gorka, them running off to the bus. And just, it was just a weirder vibe. Like we're posing for this family pic, but we're missing one integral unit. And then she hashtagged it a few things, mom life, back to school, those kind of things. And then hashtagged it Utah. And I will say, as per the Real Moms of Bravo's um, deep dive, and per a lot, like the, I think, Bravo snark size, some other Bravo Instagram accounts have made it very clear um, that they don't think Shane, her husband, passed the bar. Um, the Real Moms of Bravo... Abby went on a deep dive today into figuring out whether or not he did pass the bar. And it's looking like it's unlikely. And we thank you for your service, moms. Um, Yeah. And, but in her deep dive, I also saw that when she was looking up, you know, whether or not, uh, what's his name? I keep calling him little twerp in my head. And that's not his name, obviously. I mean, it could be Shane. His real name is not anything other than Shane. There was some confusion because someone else is, you know, registered under the bar and having passed it um, uh, under Simpson and in California. But I don't think it's the same area because it's in Viejo, which is not necessarily where they are, I don't believe. Um, don't know a lot about California, but I think I know that much. But I could be wrong. Sorry if I am. Um But something that I saw in her and they're posting about whether or not Shane had made it through the bar exam and passed and everything was that Emily is licensed as an attorney in Utah. And I was like, interesting. So that just was something I saw earlier today. And then I recognized in her Instagram picture with her kids back to school, she hashtagged it Utah. Did she move to Utah because she's registered to practice there? And is leaving Shane? Because if not, I would love for her to. Because Shane has got to go. Like, if we get into the deep dive now of OC from this week's episode and last week's episode, kind of a combo platter, Shane is absolutely disrespectful. He's so uninterested in his wife. He's not even interested in, like, being around her. So you could tell he just does not like her. And I don't think any woman should be with a man that doesn't like you. No one should. No one should be with someone that doesn't like them. Man, woman, gay, straight, whatever. That's just doesn't, life's way too short for that. So I really hope that she is finding her happy because when he took that bar and finally came home after a long time studying for the bar, which you do not need to move out of your house essentially to study for the bar. I believe Emily passed it while having kids, while being married, one or the other, or both. Um, I know lots of people who have taken the bar who has not moved out of their house. They do go into an intense lockdown, which is understandable. They study for like 
40 something plus hours a week. I mean, it was one of the reasons why Craig on Southern Charm was having such an issue because it takes a lot of work. That is understandable. But then to be away from your family for so long, you cannot even take 30 minutes to wish your mom a happy birthday and have some damn cake. And then to come home and be like, I'm hungry. The amount of times he mentioned his hunger, I wanted to throw something at my TV. But then I realized that would not affect him and it would not reach him. It would only bring my TV. So I didn't do it. But had I been able to, I would have. Kelly was right about this man from the very beginning. He is a little twerp. He is a little dweeb. He is a dork, whatever it was. He is a little bitch. He's awful to her. And I can't even imagine why you would even want to film if you did not like your wife, if you knew you were going to talk to her this way. Do you not see the cameras there? Like, you have to be aware that people are thinking this of you because they thought it last season and you've really only just made it worse this season. His disinterest in talking to his wife and wanting to be around his wife after he, he took forever to, you know, study for this bar and was away from his family. And literally his first words to her were, are you ready to clean up and get dinner started or something like that? And I was like, where have you been doing the whole time that you've been home? Well, she just got home. You clearly have been home for at least a few more minutes before her. Tell your kids to throw a cleanup party and don't put that on her. Are you kidding me? What kind of, just, I am ready for him to go. I feel bad that she has been so hurt over this season. But it's also one of the things that like, the sadness of OC is like really taking a toll on my watching experience because it feels weird to talk about the dichotomy in her and Emily Simpson's relationship with her husband. And then to then also talk about Gina's legal troubles and cheating, you know, situation with her husband. And then this pain that she's going through legally, physically, emotionally, and then to turn up and whoop it up which they really aren't doing much of because it's pretty much just sadness, sadness, fight. Like sadness, sadness, rumor. And this damn train situation, I'm really sick of the overarching like context of slut-shaming women. Not saying that, you know, if Kelly had a train run on her, that that is okay. I'm just saying that that is her preference. It is never okay to start a rumor about any woman's sexual, you know, experiences, preferences, whatever. It's disgusting. It should be illegal. I really wish it was. I think you can sue for a lot of it, but mainly you can't apparently in the Bravo world. But either way, I'm over the slut shaming thing. And as women starting rumor about other women's sexual habits and preferences and uh, encounters, it's disgusting. And I think that it needs to end. I also think that Tamara and Vicky, of all people, are way too old to be playing these games. You have got to grow out of Patty at some point. I get it that it would still, we wouldn't have a show, but at some point, you have to know that there's just way more important things to be talking about or even criticizing other people over. And the way Tamara tried to come for Bronwyn for lying. It was just like, this is rich. From anybody else but Tamara, I might have been invested in this fight. But like, Tamara is literally trying to play God while literally acting like the devil. And that is just the biggest, like, like mind fuck and biggest irony I've ever had, like, I've ever experienced while watching this show. Because 
How can you get on Bronwyn for lying? And granted, she owned it before the reunion, which is a big deal. And I think we should appreciate that because how often do we get that? Someone apologizing and owning up and fessing up to something before the reunion. And then Tamara going up to her and saying, listen, that's not who I am. I don't want to make people cry. That's that's inherently not true. We have watched you try to make people cry and do worse things for a very long time. I just watched an old episode from back in the day where she literally was telling Vicky she wanted to get Gretchen naked wasted. Remember that? And basically make her do like stupid things that she'd probably regret the next day. That is a step worse than making someone cry. So I fully believe that it tracks that you would want to make someone cry. You are the one who outed the rumor about Kelly. Vicky was baiting you, granted, but you were the one who said, are you talking about the train? So that is worse than trying to make someone cry because that affects her daughter. It, it It's just... We're hitting new lows on OC, and I just am like, it's hard to watch, and I feel like we're really reaching and grasping for straws, and I think that it's sad that the, a major event of the plot is trying to attack this new woman, Bronwyn, when she might be what ends up saving this show, because I think we do need new blood, because I know everything about all these other women's families and lives and stuff, and now it's just sad. And it's, it becomes an overcritical, hateful place for people to watch and opens up this door for a lot of mess and bullshit. So I just think it's rich. And Tamara, I'm just, I'm over you so deeply. I just need her to go. I don't know what else to do. I'm getting to the point where I'm going to have to probably fast forward her scenes and then Shannon by association because this thing that they're doing with Kelly and then how they tried to attack Bronwyn. I know they've all made up since then, but still, I just, I think she can do better, Bronwyn can. So, um, but to each his own, I just think Tamara needs to go. Her and Vicky, I, I can't, I can't do both. I definitely can't do either um, by themselves, but I definitely can't do both at one time. So that is that on that. Um Potomac has been exceptionally good lately. Where in the world is Katie Rost is what, you know, we're talking about. We know that she skipped out on the rest of the Caymans. We know that it was, I I believe it was probably because of how Ashley came at her um, in their fight. I just think she was over it. She was going through a lot and it just seemed like a good move to leave. But she didn't tell production her boyfriend, or even the woman, and the women saw her fully clothed. My then question is, why didn't they ask her, why do you have on a full, you know, jeans, scarf, and jacket at whatever o'clock at night or whatever o'clock in the morning? Like, where are you going? Because you've been sick all day, allegedly, or you couldn't come out because you weren't feeling too hot, but now you're leaving? Like, where are you going? I would have had questions, but they kind of just let it slide. And But for her to just leave without telling anyone, kind of risky, wouldn't have done that. Maybe it's what led to her not being asked to the reunion because we now know that she was not asked to come to the reunion and the reunion has already taped. So I just feel like it's also a big fail and ball drop on Bravo's part because she was such a major propeller of a plot. I mean, the entire two episodes of the Caymans was centered, a lot of it was centered around Ashley and her fight. And it was a good fight. I mean, Ashley telling her, like, you need to worry about the void in your heart instead of the void in your, un, between your legs is classic. And then Katie saying to her, maybe, I'm sorry, I called you stupid. Maybe I meant dumb. I just, 
you can't make this stuff up. It's really good TV. I just think that we should have probably had Katie there. That's my opinion. Um, nevertheless, it's over with now. We're at the season finale, which is upcoming this Sunday. And we will have maybe perfume from the grand dame, Karen Huger. She has been talking about this perfume for quite a number of like years now because it's been at least two seasons. So last season and this season. So that's about a year to two years. And now it's it's about to come to fruition. There will be rollerballs. There might even be an actual bottle. And Katie does come. So again, she should have been at the reunion because she's in the finale. And the big part of the next on Housewives of Potomac was the fact that Katie shows up. So I think Katie should be at the reunion. Um, and then beyond that, we get this tease of whether or not Ashley's pregnant. We know she's pregnant and she has the baby because the baby's already here. So we know that. I don't know why that was such a like a major draw out, but at least they waited until the finale to actually make it a thing. Um, but then it's like a whether or not she'll tell the ladies because they don't really support her and Michael. That is a bigger plot line. I'm into that. We can talk about that. So we'll see if this finale actually delivers because it was a pretty underwhelming trailer. But sometimes that's what we need because, you know, bringing it all to a close, Dallas's trailer was not that exciting initially. But that is literally what made me know for a fact it was going to be great. I said it on my podcast. I said it on Instagram. The fact that they made it seem playful and just took a little bit of drama, but like not giving a lot away up front lets me know there's a lot there. And I will get into this discussion a little deeper with um, Kirsten from Reality TV and me. Um, but this first episode, y'all, get on the board, get on the train, and let's go to Dallas. Like, it gave me way more than I thought it was going to give me. And I appreciate it. And they did not tell us that at all. So sometimes I think that Bravo withholds the things that they know are great and then tries to overpromote the things that they don't, that they know they don't have a lot of just so that we can watch with anticipation. Like what they did with Beverly Hills. They went on a whole press tour saying it was the biggest season ever, two seasons in one, big drama, lots of stuff. We all watched and waited and waited and waited. Pretty much the waiting was just like, uh, we want you to think that something's going to happen at the end of this tunnel so you'll keep watching so we can get ratings to make up for the fact that we spent a lot of money on this season, which understandable, but I just feel like I'm a pawn in a game. So definitely pay attention to the ones that are underwhelming in trailer because I think the trailers are even going to get deeper and the super teases and the mid-season trailers are going to tell a lot because that's what happened with Potomac. And then once we got to the mid-season trailer for Potomac, it was like, we are off. Training wheels off. We're going down that hill and we're going fast. And I think that we're going to do the same thing with Dallas because this first episode delivered. And I will be back shortly to talk about Real Housewives of Dallas um, with Kirsten from Reality TV and me. Stay tuned. So, in lieu of cutting out everything I said about Emily Simpson and Shane, I have been told and found out some things on Twitter, I mean on Instagram, that the reason that Emily's in Utah is because the college that her oldest daughter is going to is in Utah. It is a Mormon college. This does not, however, vindicate 
Shane or change my theory of why Shane is not in the picture because it is not just a back to school picture. It's a sending our oldest daughter to college picture at a Mormon university. And isn't Shane the Mormon one? So why isn't he in the picture? That's all I'm asking is why he isn't in the picture with his whole family and his daughter. I don't know if that's, is that his daughter? Even if that was his stepdaughter, why, if obviously you're a big enough impact on, you know, this girl's life that she's going to a Mormon university and she's going to Utah, which is a very big Mormon state you're not in a picture with your whole family. I just think it's a little sketchy still. So I'm not giving up my theory on that. But thank you to everyone on Instagram who was like, hey, read the caption, girl. I mean, they were nicer than that. I just, I did not read the caption. I was just like, Utah, what are we doing in Utah? Specifically because I did see today through people's research of the bar exam, whether or not he passed, that Emily is registered to um, practice law or license to practice law in Utah. So I was like, is she going back to her roots? Ooh, good question. So if the family has roots in Utah, why is he not there? I just want to know. Inquiring minds. Why isn't he in the picture? Why didn't he get the photo cred, you know, part of the caption? If he took the picture, I just want to know where is Shane? Where in the world is Shane Simpson? Okay, now moving on into RHOD recap and deep dive with Kirsten from Reality TV and me. Go listen. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Mixing with Moni. We're about to do some dipping into my DVR with none other than Kirsten Moore from the really popular and very cool podcast, Reality TV and me. Thank you so much, Kirsten, for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be talking to you again. And so soon, I just had you on my pod. I know. I literally just did her podcast of like not even 48 hours ago and got into <laughs> all of, we probably did more recapping of OC and made it seem way more interesting than it actually was, but we did a really good <laughs> deep dive. We did our best with what we, we got. Yeah, with, with, with what we had, we had a good time. And talked about Potomac and talked about um, the upcoming, at the time, upcoming uh, new season of Dallas, which is what we are now going to talk about because now it's here. We've both seen it and we're super big Real Housewives of Dallas fans and I have been promoting it forever. The people need to get on board. Kirsten, I'm sorry. What did you think? That's all right. Look, I mean, I think you said it. I was reading your Instagram that this is out of the gate such a good episode it's almost like New York where each episode is like an entire Beverly Hills season it's more happens in one episode than in the entire season (laughs) honestly it's like the way that Bravo will drag out like all of 20 something episodes of Beverly Hills over one thing I can already tell we are going to have lots of different components of scandals and fights and dynamics in one season of Dallas. So it is very similar to New York and Potomac. I just think these girls really deliver. Yeah, they bring it. How do you feel about this new girl? I'm sort of liking her. I mean, it's early days, but so far so good. Usually I hate the new girls when they come along. I'm like the Shannon Badur where I'm just like, (laughs) 
back off. <laughs> Get off my phone. No, I totally agree. <laughs> so I um, did want to do a little bit of like a deep dive discussion into the new episode. So probably go through what we think initially, what each girl's um, storyline or plot kind of will be, because I think they did a okay. really good job of introducing that, especially with the new girl. Since with her, I will say that I, and most people don't like new girls right away. I really enjoy a new face, especially when the other ones can get stale. So maybe not yeah. so much with Dallas. I actually think it might've been a little too soon for them to introduce a new girl with Dallas, but I do have a theory as to why I think they did that. But like, as far as like OC or Beverly Hills are concerned, we know everything about those women's lives already. True. You do need to make, keep it like fresh, mix it up a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. We need a new face. We need something totally. new. I need I'm new kids. Oh, I don't need any more kids. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I get really, really, really like wincy. Like, oh God. Oh God. Oh God. While watching Honestly. them talk to their kids. And Brandy's little brat. I was like, oh God. Oh God. I feel, I feel so bad for her. And she was, she's like, was I this horrible to my mom? No, yeah, it probably a really was. Good, right. We all probably were. But she made a really <laughs> good point. She made a really good point when she said that, um, if this is what she's like at 10, imagine what she'll be like at like 15, 16, wanting to claim her own freedom and do her yeah. own thing. Oh my God, I cannot even, I, I at the thought of it, I just- I'm just, just waiting oh. for, I'm just waiting for the nose ring, the I black head eye to come out. Yeah, or like the, the yeah. overly like uh you know overly revealing clothing or oh, yeah. like the wanting to or thinking that she's like you know hot shit because she's like on a TV show at sixteen. I mean, so, I, would. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would <laughs> when your mom's famous and you're kind of cute? Like, she's going to definitely be a beautiful woman. Brandy's a beautiful girl. Um, yeah, totally. So I just feel like that she's going to definitely grow into that ego real nice, maybe. <laughs> real nice. <laughs> nice. And I'm hoping that Brandy is ready for that because she seems to already be a little overwhelmed. When her daughter called her orange, I nearly died. I was Oh, my just... God. But she, Brandy's so good. Like, she's so chill. She just laughed yeah. off. I think she's going like... to have a good time with her. I think so too. I'd be like so self, like even if my like a ten year old kid's like, "Oh, you're orange." I'd like yes. stare at myself in the mirror for twenty four hours and like try to scrub my fake tan off, no, and then just seriously. put it all back on again. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, this girl called me. Why am I even thinking about that so much? But I and then another um, older. Speaking of like older children, and you mentioned Carrie, the new girl, mm. Carrie Britton, Britton, Brittenham, Brittenham. She has older kids, a lot, a lot of them, it seems like. And then um, all her kids are pretty much older because even her youngest one is like 12. And yeah. I think that she is definitely probably the cool mom and just doesn't, maybe her kids don't necessarily see her as that, but I think she sees herself as that. But what do we think about the dynamic of her and her family, like especially her husband? So I don't know if you've watched Drill Housewives of Cheshire, but... Um... This is another bit. one of those spin-offs. And she reminds me of there's a there's a girl on it in the last few seasons called Perla. And all she ever talks about is her wild sex life with her husband and her sex dungeon and you oh, know how no. they have like you know, lots of uh kinky sex basically. And I kind of feel like she doth protest too much. And I feel uh, a little bit like that with with Carrie, the new Carrie as well. Because yeah, it's like, well, if you have to preach about how amazing your sex life is 
It probably is. <laughs> but then again, like I'm not having any sex and I don't talk about it ever. So maybe it, maybe it's true. You know? And well, you know what? Out of the gate, her very second episode is going to be like her basically saying that she needs to keep it spicier with her husband. And I'm just like, that's a lot to kind of your introductory season. And we're going to see what problems in your marriage already. Like that did not work Yikes. well with Shannon Bedore. I mm-hmm. don't want it to be the same case with her, especially with what four kids. Granted, only Yikes. one of them is with him, but still, that seems like a lot. And she, I mean, you said her youngest is twelve. Like uh, yeah, I believe so. She looks so young. How she old does. Is the, oldest? the oldest one, I think, was like sixteen. Like the high schooler who was, um, they were. She's. A, she, I do think she's in high school. I don't know if she's exactly sixteen, but they were like going on a trip or something. That they were packing for, and she yeah. has a curfew, so she's definitely under eighteen. Crazy. So that, like so that she just like back-to-back babies. Yeah, pretty much. And she, they both have gone through two separate marriages. And sometimes that either can mean that you really want to make the second one work or that you think that divorce is something that's doable and you can just kind of start over at any time. I hope mm. that she tries to make it work with her husband because I would hate to go through another housewife divorce already. Uh, honestly, and I really, like, I don't appreciate it when the gals come on to get like divorced. Just, exactly, exactly. I kind of feel like that's what Emily's doing. Gina did it in OC. Yeah. And um, it's sort of like, I, it, it's it's just because they're for the first time in their lives, perhaps, they're sort of taking this new career path on their own and branching Making out. Making their like, own yeah, money. They have totally. their own establishment. I think um, that's a very good point. And I even want to, that's a good segue into the next girl I want to talk about with Stephanie, because she actually is probably mm-hmm. one of my favorites. I do think she's definitely casted as like the peacemaker role. Um, but she has a very interesting dynamic with her husband. And I've listened to her podcast with Brandy and she's talked about like, how when she first got on the show, she started making kind of her own money and gaining her own independence. It kind of like made her see her marriage and everything a little differently. It, it brought her back to when her husband first met her and she had her own like house and she had her own business and she didn't have to rely on him. Yeah. And she definitely has become reliant since they've been married because she talked about in this episode, him going to Harvard Business School for a few weeks. Four um, weeks. Uh, four weeks. And she like freaked out. Yeah, like full on. Yeah. Like, yeah, like last season she was like, I'm freaking out. And my husband's going to leave me with two boys by myself. I'm like, girl, he. Take a breath. Yeah, right. (laughs) She's a stay at home mom. She's already with the boys half the time by herself. Exactly. I laughed at that so much because. My dad was like traveling my whole life, be gone for like months at a time. My mom basically raised me and my brother as a single parent. And look, right. I'm not saying I turned out perfect, but we're okay. <laughs> I'm about to say she's a great mom. I want her to have confidence in like her ability to take care of her kid. I get it that the help, you need the help. If you have the help, you want the help. Like but they can hire help. it. Why not even just hire it? They're like growner boys. They're not like babies. They have friends. Send them to a friend's house, maybe. Have a play <laughs> there. Keep them busy. Like, so true. It's, it's perfectly, she's per- I think she's probably perfectly capable. I think she just, you know, got a little insecure. And I think I, that's might be what her storyline might be about, is her kind of yeah. like security in her marriage. Totally. I think she's like, we saw it last season. Like, she's pretty codependent. And 
of course that's going to make you feel insecure. But she seems a lot, like, I mean, she came out talking about a depression a lot last season. That's going to make you insecure anyway. Absolutely. So she looks like she's in a much better place this season. And, yeah, she's hopefully so she just continues. About that. I love it. I think it's brilliant. You know, I make I no, no qualms about, like, hiding my, my own experience with mental illness on my podcast. And I think it's always just so good to talk about things like that and normalize it. And she did a really great job. And it's like, well, you look at her life, you know, she's beautiful. She's got this beautiful marriage, gorgeous kids, lots of money. gorgeous. And her house. husband does love her. So he's good it's come so back to the girl. Yeah. I love so, seeing their relationship together. Yo, absolutely. Oh my God, it's so cute. They're yeah, so exactly. cute rolling around the house on their hoverboards. I just thought that was the fun, <laughs> the most fun thing to see. But I do agree with you. I definitely think it's such a good, like, like poster person to say like you can have all these beautiful things and still suffer and struggle with you know feeling confident about yourself and good about yourself like and I think that it's one of the many reasons why I love Stephanie I think she's actually probably one of the most kindest seeming people and I think you do not get enough of kind on Housewives sometimes totally I agree (laughs) she just seems really sweet and genuine like a good decent woman (laughs) and you can't really be (laughs) mad at that and you get really amazed of how much you kind of need that or don't have that on Housewives. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of sad, but she's this really, really sweet woman. She, like, responds to every comment she can. If you ever comment on one of her posts or something, she literally Aww. tries to find them and, like, sends everyone hearts and love. And she even comments on, like, Bravo TV's Instagram when they'll promote Dallas. She'll be like, thank you so much for all you do. I'm just Aww. like, I love this woman. What a sweetie pie. I know, I I'm so happy she has a good husband. I know. Hopefully, like, we don't get a cheating scandal with him or something. I'd be so I sad. I hope not. I'm going to put it out there. That's not going to happen. And not Sorry. I now it. put that into the universe. Oh, God. Because I the really think listening. that he loves his. I mean, he even, like, posted about his wife today. Like, look at the first episode. She's so great. I'm like, I really, really, Aww. really like them together. I think that she has a good support system. And they work well together, which she's They've lucky. They've together so long as well. Like, right. Like, years or something. Yeah, I she's could, so lucky. My ass, but it's a long time. <laughs> she's super, super lucky, and I think that she's definitely one of the luckier ones. One totally. a, a little bit of contention that I have seen mm-hmm. marriage wise might be between Deandra and her husband. I hope I don't think yeah. it's for what it what we are used to on Housewives. Like he's not being demeaning or disrespectful because I do think they genuinely do both love each other. I think that Deandra is probably just under a shit ton of stress with this business situation. Yeah. And with her mom and her personal life and her family life, I think that her husband is trying to be supportive and be like, I will support you in whatever you want to do. That's you don't stress. Need rich. Exactly. And she cannot picture a life not being rich. I mean, right. talking about like what <laughs> a very good point. Air conditioning. I'm like, I bought my car for like two grand and it has air conditioning. Like, like roll around in a car, second hand air conditioning, girl. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> it has air conditioning and they're really beautiful. I mean, the rest of America right. doesn't have a Bentley and we all have air conditioning. <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe she truly believes like you need to spend a shit ton of money to get some quality air conditioning. I don't know. Maybe she's got like an air purifier. What are those? oxygen tanks they have in China. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm also a little bit of a Deandra apologist because I understand a lot of it. I feel like she's just saying her hands are tied. I think she meant that like a little bit 
um, like sarcastically of like, she also feels a little bit entitled. I mean, she didn't ask to be born. She was promised things, yeah. money, a business. She did what she thought she had to do. She went to business school. She did all the things. Her mm. father dies and she gets none of the things. Like, yeah. I can kind of understand a little bit of her frustration, especially if she thinks her mom kind of set her up to fail because it's like, I literally worked so hard to get this company from you, but of I course, did everything you to me. Right. Yeah. Like, what else do you want from me, woman? Like, she's 50 years old and she's like, what else do you want from me? I'm still trying to please my mother and I can't even do what I was told to do, which is run the business. I get so, I go back and forth with Deandra and Mama D all the time because as soon as, when Deandra's spelling it out, I'm like, oh man, that's a tough situation. But as soon as we ever see a scene with her mom and they're discussing it, her mom's like, no, like totally chill. And, you know, like feel, it feels genuine that she was turning over the business. And I mean, she's a hard woman, but. I do think she's probably hard to please. I do also think that Deandra and her mom probably have a history that we, because we're, we're getting into this at her 50th year of being her mom's daughter. (laughs) I think there are probably very many, I do definitely believe, because they both agreed that her stepdad, but she calls him her father, his dying, like, I guess, like, wish, but, like, also his concern was that they would not like each other if he left. I think he was the boot to have them together, and for that many years, there was some tension between the two of them. Yeah, so, okay, he's seen more than we have. Obviously. Right, we're only getting two seasons. They film for, what, 10 hours a day, maybe a few days yeah. a week. And I think that their her dad or her mom's, like, her choice in marriage, he really loved his wife and he really loved his stepdaughter. Like, really. Yeah. And wanted to take care of them both, but their relationship probably was contentious beyond him. And he was like the glue. I can very much see like, cause with both of them being such a big force in a conversation, I can see him being probably the kind of a person who was like, all right, all right, let's settle down. Let's come together. Let's work this out. Totally. Everyone needs a mediator in those kinds of situations. Right. And her husband's kind of not doing that. He's just like, well, we don't need her. We don't need any of it. Let's just be together. And she's like, no, I want my damn fur. <laughs> Right. (laughs) Like I've had it all my life. I'm not giving it it. now. (laughs) At least she's honest, you know? Yeah. I mean, look, I don't know. Like I found it. It's it's so it's I totally understand what she's saying when she's in the talking head interview and and they're asking her, you know, would she ever, you know, just give up the trust? And she's like, no, no. (laughs) Like instantly. She like pretended to think for half a second. And she's like, nah. And that's the reason why I love Dallas so much because we did not need to wait until the reunion for Andy to ask that as like such a sinister question. Totally. Uh, literally, she was like, no, I'll answer it right now. I'm not giving it up. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> no. Like, she'd rather swallow her pride and wet and like and, and hide her tail, and, you know, and ask her mom for her salary back versus being like, you know what? You win, I'm out. Like, she's like, no, totally. I own this. I want this. And I get it. Like, if you waited. 50 years, I mean, sure. And her name is on it. Why would you just give it up? I wish someone would would offer me a trust to give up. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I want access and family trust. (laughs) Right. Like, I want some access. And not to mention, I believe she said last season, it's kind of bankrolling her 
personal life. It's just not the business life. Like she can't use it for the businesses because I think it was like her dad's or something. But like it's she still lives off of it. Like she gets like a certain amount. It's just not enough to run a business. Right. But I don't think you're getting $60,000 a month to run a business. Oh my God, I would love to know how much it is. You want to know something? Speaking of what you just said, I would too. I found myself oddly resentful at first of how Mm. much the women were talking about money. But then I was like, isn't that how we all got started with Housewives? Like, exactly. What we like about it? Like Cameron talking about, I'm not going on a cruise that costs $500 all inclusive. And I was like, that's a little classist and gauche. And I was like, wait a minute. That's literally what we watch Housewives for. Exactly. I mean, Go ahead, Cam. This, is, uh, this is another reason that I don't need, sorry to change um, uh, franchise. It's not franchises, but the, the, the show. Can I speak English? <laughs> Words are hard. Um, let's just go to a different city. Like, that's why I don't like um, having Gina on my screen because she's living in an apartment with literally no furniture. Her parents, she's sitting on the floor. Her parents are on, like, deck chairs. I'm like, what? This is not what not I want the housewives for. for I want yeah. to see the – we have come a long way from, like, especially when you think about, like, the early, early days of, like, even, like, Beverly Hills and seeing Adrian Maloof's mansion and how she would take a yes. limo – down the street to Lisa's house. Like, I mean, that's what I need to see. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're here for. I love when they show the price tag on the bottom of the screen, like just to jump over a little bit into Housewives of Potomac, when they show mm. that like Giselle was going to buy a fixer-upper, which is not too far from me. I actually know exactly where the house is. Wow. Um, and the fixer-upper was like so low down and disgusting and she needed to totally rehab it, which is what she wanted. And she was like, I talked him down from like 1.7 to like 995 or something like that. And people were in the comments like, why is she talking about making him? Like, yo, this is what Housewives are for. We want exactly. the opulence. Like early days of Potomac Sharice built a room for champagne. That's not a thing. <laughs> That's not a thing. It should be a thing. I, mean, exactly. I don't care if I live. I don't care if I live in a, like a, a, a cardboard box. A corner is dedicated to my champagne shelf. <laughs> I think that's, and then she had a grand opening party that was catered for the champagne room opening. Oh, like, it's so good. <laughs> I love so seeing them talk about money. I want to see the cruise that Cameron goes on. I want to see the exactly. cruise that's not all inclusive that is going to cost court her husband, an arm and a leg. I want to know that cruise. I want to go on And look, I have been on one of those $500 shitty cruises. And honestly, I wanted to kill myself. It was so bad. I'm like, I'm jumping off this ship. I cannot, after 24 hours, I cannot be here for two weeks. So I want to see what she's doing. I want to see what, like, what... Yeah, what she, what, like uh, what money can buy. That's what I want. Aspirational housewives. I love that. I love seeing that. And I loved even when they showed a tour of Carrie's house. Like I want to see the wealth. That's what we watch it for. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be richer, affluent, stay-at-home moms and housewives that try to keep it all together while also being fabulous. Absolutely. Show us and the, the money, problems money, that they money, might have. Right. And the problem that they might have, even though they have it all. Like, that's the point. Exactly. Like, and I love seeing Carrie's new house. I actually think it was a really pretty house. I think it was really nice and modern and open and very on trend with today and a very good, um, like, comparison to, like, Stephanie's house, which is, like, a massive, oh like, 
homey mansion house <laughs> like having that little pool in the center of the house right I, mean, I just love it <laughs> like what is this and the, the ability to be able to like hoverboard around and chase your husband in your living room it's just like i mean it's a dream come true so now i kind of really do agree with deandra i'm not giving it up either you keep it girl you fight for this money I mean, why not? I mean, I don't want to see her as a pauper on the streets. That's like, that's what I'm doing with my life. Like, I want to see her, like, you know, chandeliers and I don't know what a rich people have. Right. All those things. Whatever. (laughs) Not some pedicure while drinking champagne out of a champagne Oh, yes. I want that. (laughs) Champagne bubble bath. (laughs) You know what? She actually, I completely forgot. She also... She was raised in Dallas society, like high society. And I have lived in Dallas and I know the area of which she lives in and they're talking about Highland Park. It is extraordinarily wealthy, like Mm. money that I and and what's funny is that Dallas and Texas itself is a bit Dallas in particular is not the most like. Hang on. Sorry, you dropped out. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. All right, so Dallas is not the most inex- I mean the most expensive place to live like by itself like a mm-hmm. really hardworking average person can live in Dallas and have a nice home. So them yep. having in Highland Park where they are located is like this over ex- like opulent affluent area that like even that's not no regular person money. We're talking okay. like <laughs> big money like oil money tech money businesses it's definitely a land of small businesses and big businesses it's a very big business oriented place but you can kind of like start your own thing and make it big which is yeah. apparently what travis did i was stephanie was like again talking about money when he inherited the company from his dad it was six million dollars in profits and now it's like 75 million i was like well that goes stephanie that is fucking insane you go I mean- girl Way to land. Get it, girl. Get it. <laughs> she landed a really good one. And he loves you? Yes. And, he, and, he, and he's sweet. He seems like he's a genuine so guy. Hold on to him with both hands. because I know. <laughs> I was definitely saying that I think that the Dallas women have like the best or the most stable marriages that we've seen in a long time. Like with the, well, even Brandy, we saw in the first season, they were a little rough, but that's literally because they've been together since they were like in the eighth or ninth grade. And honestly though, I don't like, I don't like Brandy's husband. He's probably the one I'm like, "Mm," about the most. I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm happy as long as she's happy. If Brandy's ever ready to go, I'm ready to go with her. That's how I feel like it. She looks like she's, frazzled beyond repair right now but she does have a newborn and an insane 10 year old and then the middle one so I mean who wouldn't be I totally understand that but I do like seeing supportive husbands on Dallas I do think that Cameron's husband could do a little bit better at supporting her I Um, think he is like he absolutely resents her he's the worst something there is not because even though yes I find pink doll food to be a little bit ridiculous (laughs) There is someone out there who will buy it. She's not wrong. There are plenty of people who like adore pink. Lisa Vanderpump made her whole like Beverly Hills career out of like only pink, pink being her only color. But so, you know that this it. dog food gives the gives the puppies diarrhea. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think like, the dogs are doing well. I, she's also since changed the the, the recipe? like the quote. It's like pink oh, and okay. brown dog food. Okay. No longer just. 
bowels exploding all over the house. Right. Probably <laughs> something didn't, you know, test well, but I will say he still could have been like, you're right. Let's find a way to make this to market or make it marketable. I don't know if this is it, but he didn't even try to like use his experience and his love for his wife. He was straight up like, no one's going to buy this. Yeah, he was a real dick. I don't need to see that. She's your wife. She wants to do something for herself. Try to support, help her out, maybe. You're the expert. That's why she's coming to you. I mean, but she did come in. Now I'm being like, I hate her husband, but now I'm being an apologist for whatever <laughs> his name is. And she comes in with that little poster board, like as if, like you make when you're in primary school. For this a is why I love Cam. <laughs> oh, my God. I die this is last season just for the listeners but i i mean it was beautiful it was a beautiful thing to witness no it was and i honestly feel like i adore this cast because i can criticize them and love them at the exact same time i actually think they were very well together i think they are a very good group me too and we, we talked a little bit about it on my pod the other day i just love the relationship between cameron and leanne I just, yeah, I mean, so it looks different. like it might get a little bumpy, but they're like the classic odd couple, and, and then I, I just her, love did it. Did you see the bumpiness before, um, between Cameron and, um, Stephanie? No. What do you mean? They had that nice conversation on the phone. They did. And so in the super tease, like in the trailer for Upcoming, they get into it a little bit. And Stephanie's like standing up for herself. And I was like, oh, get it. She, I, I must have missed that. But yeah, um, that's great to hear because I love Stephanie finding her voice and, you know, feeling strong. But, I mean, yeah, Cam, look, she is an insane person, but I just love watching her. I can't get enough of, of I think she is so fun and she really commits. <laughs> yeah, whatever whatever she's doing, it's working for me. I don't know what it what? is. It's but the Barbie it's, thing, the yeah. very lovely blonde, like the voice, the way she's over the top. She's a little snarky <laughs> and like a little rude, but in a very polite way, which is also yeah. like the epitome of the South. So I really enjoy her. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Me too. I feel like I should hate her, but I just in think school she's you hilarious. probably would. Like in real life, yeah, not yeah, like yeah her. totally. <laughs> but she seems also so sweet. But like in a in a way, like telling you to go jump off a building. Yes, <laughs> like I just I really like this cast. I even you know I will say one thing that I'm a little over, but a little one of the reasons that I think that Bravo really needs to do a better job of promoting this franchise is because in the very first episode, everyone we got another scandal. They did not wait until the middle of the season or the end of the season to tell us that the two husbands of Deandra and Leanne got in on the fight. Yeah, exactly. That is good news. I was like, wait, this that is, is good news. news. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. I was so shocked. So when she said, well, the reason I didn't talk to you for three months after the reunion was because your uh, fiance texted my husband about an affair that he's not even having. I was like, oh, another affair? Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> but I have been, I saw those text messages floating around on Instagram, and a lot of people are saying that they think Leanne sent it pretending to be Rick. And after, like, hearing that and rereading them, I kind of have my suspicions. First of all, I love Leanne more than any other housewife ever. 
but she, she is, is amazing kinda, television. Oh, she is. <laughs> I mean, um, fucking amazing. I just adore her. She is so interesting to watch, but she does have a little bit of that vengeful streak, which is very relatable. Uh, yeah, to me. I have so my opinions. Uh huh. But I think you know. What did she say? Do you have the text message there? There was something like um. Uh, the, the girl that he's having an affair with, you know, she's everything Deandra isn't. And it was oh, like, a guy, yeah. a guy wouldn't say that. Like, that's, yeah. that's a woman kind of kind of salt in the wound kind of thing. You know what I mean? I do kind of see what you're saying. But then I'm inclined to then say Rick still married her anyway. So then that's a bit, it kind of doesn't vindicate him in my mm. opinion. Because he still married her and he knows about it like he he has to know about it it's his phone and he has to know that it was coming up this season and if he doesn't he knows now so yeah yeah he, he still married her anyway so it's kind of like okay even if she did send it he either let it happen or he didn't care or he moved past it so yeah that's true so he was involved somehow yeah right that's true he even still like made apologies for it like yeah i'm yeah. not to say like you know it's okay i'm still gonna marry you and he's letting, he's letting, you know, he's taking the slack. He's not saying that Leanne sent it, and she's not saying that she did that she sent it. So he's okay with the world thinking that he sent it. I mean, I guess. <laughs> In order for what? That's for not think Leanne is like messy. <laughs> we I, already I think, think he's, he's messy. A chill guy. I don't think he like gets involved too much with the drama of the show. Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's along for like, like I, I mean, I think the reason that him and Leanne work is because they're polar opposites. You know, she's the wild child, carny kid, and he's just right. chill and kind of relaxed and taking it slower in his later years. And I think that that's a good dynamic for them. It works. So I also uh, definitely think it's um important to recognize that Leanne and Rick, they are um. It's interesting that they were accused of, or he was accused of having a affair by Deandra. And then oh so conveniently right after that, she, uh, Deandra's husband is accused of having an affair also by yeah. like Jessica, which is nothing wrong with the name Jessica. It just seems like someone really pulled it out of their ass. Like out of nowhere. <laughs> it's such like, like a yeah, life learn name. <laughs> it's a fake, like whenever I feel like I'm, I need to create vengeance. There are three names I go for. Oh my God. What are they? <laughs> like they're my pseudonyms and you know what? I shouldn't be announcing this in a public forum, but I'm going to. My, my go-to names are Sarah, Jessica, and then I usually go for an Ashley because they're such like normal names, you know, that, you know, whenever I'm like plotting and look, I'm not, I don't usually act on my vengeance, but these are the names in my head. If I was going to send like an abusive message, I'm like, I'm a Jessica today. This is who I am. And I yeah. feel like that's where she kind of got it from. <laughs> yeah, oh that's hilarious. I think I need to figure out my, what will my pseudonyms be? Just think on it. Name. <laughs> just let it roll around. It'll come to you. And it's not just me though, right? Like Jessica definitely seemed like a name like that came out of nowhere. It, look, it's it seems, yeah, I don't, I mean, wow, I don't, I'm so torn. Do we I hear what you're saying. Broke? But I think there could be an affair. I don't know. I, I don't know why I don't. I think that because Rick just, I mean, not Rick, um, Deandra's husband just seems so like not with any of these shits. Like he's just not 
interested, but also like not so disinterested that he's like, he's not giving me like David Bador vibes of like hiding from the camera. Mm. Didn't even appear for a long time. Like, you know what I mean? Like on Housewives, we have a way of seeing what happens when the wives are probably getting cheated on. Think Circa, Camille Grammer, and Kelsey. He like True. on the show and they like disappear because they're on camera all day so they can do whatever they want in the background. None of that seems to be taking place here. Yeah, that's true. It's and also I why I didn't believe it like, about Rick. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm so torn. I can't wait to like watch and see. Because I think, you know, especially if they're having a stressful period in their marriage, it's possible. But I also think that they have like a very high sexual chemistry. Like if you're having great sex, which I think they are, mm-hmm. just like bouncing out of my TV, why would you cheat? You know what I mean? Like, so maybe he's having an emotional affair. That could be something. But <laughs> definitely. But they also just went on a trip together. Um, like on I saw on Instagram that they just went on a trip like for the summer, like or just a you know, summer vacation. And it was just the two of them and they seemed really like you just said, they seem like to have a really good sexual chemistry. They really seem to be into each other and to just be having fun, like not even trying to oversell like, look, we have sex, but like we like each other, like a exactly. lot. Yeah, totally. I see that with them. So I, I like know, I that. hope I hope he's not having an affair because Deandra's got enough shit to deal with right now. Very true. Ooh, <laughs> I anything else on her plate, she will just get feistier, but I'm not going to lie. The more she, like, defends and, like, fights against everything, the better the TV is. So I, know, I want I her know. to be happy, but I also am digging her, like, really going. Like, I was just rewatching the reunion from last season to prepare for the new episode, and I was like, well, this girl really performed. And I have to bring up with you as the last thing mm. this, this intervention this friend intervention for the last table <laughs> we even got this like you know revelation from which i thought was fantastic albeit probably produced what i want to know your take but i felt it extremely manipulative of the audience what leanne was doing to deandra i'm not saying that it's a bad thing because again it makes for great television i don't really care what happens on these shows but her being like she got took her tone down three octaves and then started being yeah. like you are look at the way you're sitting look at the way you're talking to me deandra you're really coming after me right now and i'm just talking to you and i'm like whoa we shifted into victim mode so quick i didn't even notice it i was like yeah like no she wait no she's not literally Leanne just shifted every like part of the the tone of the conversation to be like not match deandra's level Exactly. And this is, this is why I, what I love and admire about Leanne. She is so manipulative. I don't even know if she knows she's doing it. <laughs> she <laughs> she knows she's either. Doing it. I don't think she like, did it on purpose. Like, let me make sure the viewers so, think that I'm the victim. It, she's just so practiced in it. And I just love how good at it she is. But I totally know what you mean. And she's, she's, you know, she's doing this, this, you know, bowl meditation thingy and, she has obviously calmed down a lot because if that conversation had been happening a couple of seasons ago, she would be very reactive and flying off the handle. So she's trying to appear less insane, but somehow it's making her look more insane. (laughs) I will say, I mean, I recognize exactly what Leanne was doing, but I also could understand her need to feel like to still be on the defensive because I think that she's not getting the reaction from Deandra that she wants. I think Leanne 
wants a flat out apology from Deandra for insinuating that her fiance was cheating on her. Mm. Because Deandra, well, because Leanne, I believe, gave her a heartfelt apology last season for hurting her and talking about her finances. I believed it. I think, I think I, so too. I get a really good vibe from Leanne when she is being manipulative and then when she's like being sincere. And I think there's a distinct difference. And I think that when she didn't get that same apology from Deandra at the reunion that was as sincere, I think she was truly hurt and put a wall up. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think. With Leanne, I mean, I honestly can relate to her more than any other housewife, which is a, you know, scary thought. But in that, I do, I can sort of, you know, see that once she's been hurt, it's going to be almost impossible to break down those walls again. You know, even if she did get an apology from Deandra, I don't know that she could hear it and accept it. I'm with you. I think she was genuine with her um, apology last season and wanting to make amends and, you know, go to counselling. Because I, this is, you know, a long-term, very important friendship for Leanne. But because it sort of hasn't happened and they didn't do the healing, I, I don't know, I kind of get the feeling she's she's just done. Like, wa- like you I say, walls are too. up. I think that you're totally right. Because I watched her confessionals and I even wrote notes to compare the two. Deandra went in and came out thinking, okay, maybe we have hope and we can start from the bottom. Because Deandra just wanted to talk it out. And I think mm, yeah. they on the same level as what they did to each other. And Leanne was kind of, so Deandra went into there thinking we can start from here. And Leanne was thinking that like, we've already not begun. So I'm not interested anymore. So I think that her right. stayed up. Cause even in her confessionals, Leanne was still like, I didn't really need to come here to hear all this BS, but I guess we can just see if we can be civil in the same room. And Deandra was like, okay, I'm hopeful. Like, this didn't end terribly, so maybe we're on a good page. I think that they both went in with the wrong... They were not on the same page of intention. Yeah, going in at completely different angles. And right. honestly, like, that that's a really difficult place to get past because, like you say, if one person wants to go back and sort of dis- rehash the past and discuss it and try and heal what happened, and the other person just wants to, you know, be like, well, let's not touch on that again because it's bad for us and start moving forward from wherever they are, it's totally, it's just not going to work. You know, you have to kind of get to a place where you both agree on where to start in order to heal. And Agreed. I don't know that we're going to see it with them. I, I think I it's going to No, I don't think that we are either. Mm. And I'm kind of sad about it because they've had such a long friendship. But I don't know. I think Leanne's better off without Deandra. I'm concerned about Deandra. I think she's wily. I think she's going. <laughs> a, I think she's undergoing a lot right now, and then it's probably yeah. we also just don't see. But I will say she's one of the easier women to root for on Housewives that go through a lot that even we don't see. Because I'm thinking like Tamara's gone through a lot, and I don't care. Ooh. I care that the, I think Deandra's salvageable as a human. What? <laughs> I think Deandra is an intensely right, right. good person. I think that a lot of her actions have like, like for instance, how she like was too Leanne last season. I don't think she was coming from a place of mean. I think she was coming from a place of familiarity. Like Leanne and her had that kind of kinship that she can kind of talk a little harder to her and yeah. like, a little bit more straightforward to her. Because also, have you seen Leanne? I don't think she's the kind of person you can beat around the bush to. Like she's exactly. <laughs> yeah you're right and I think their friendship has changed and Deandra doesn't know how to like how to how to soften with Leanne yes and you know what she did say that so you're right she did say like I don't think we'll have the same friendship but I think we'll have mm. a friendship and I'm hopeful that that happens I know it probably won't because Leanne was just also like no 
No, no. Go but back. I, you know, I, I, I really, I have to say, in closing, I give this episode a solid, like, 8.5. One of the better oh, premieres. Totally. I'll, I'll give you that. Like, look, Dallas always delivers. These women are just so different and so... <laughs> wild i i can never get enough of them i'm so happy to be insane, but they're amazing i love them so much and i also it makes me wonder what i feel like am i a good human because like i love deandra but i also really love mama d and i know that their relationship is like so contentious on tv but her mom is amazing television so i'm I'm sorry i need more mama d We are garbage people, you know that. Yeah, it has to be the case because, like, I'm over here like, I love you, Deandra, but then I'm like, but Mama D is also hilarious. Can we get more? Like, I, I like watching Mama them. Have, she needs her own show. Mama D needs her own show. I would, I would love moms of housewives, like, yes, a sit down. Like, what if they all just had coffee and, like, discuss, you know, like how Bravo has the after shows for their yes. housewives? I would love if they did like a mom edition, like March Senior from New Jersey. I want love. Deb from OC, and I want Lois, Lisa Renna's mom. She has stories for days. Oh, Lois I want Mama D and her one-liners, and I think she's hilarious. I want a Housewives moms after show. I would We're watch that. Out there. I would watch that more than I'd watch the Housewives, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I want them oh my to it for me. That would be amazing. Did you see on Instagram, you know how Lisa Rinna's been posting on Instagram these, like, little dancing and bikini clips? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look, uh, let's not go into the sinewy nature of her body because it's just very disconcerting. But Lois did one this week. And, oh, my God, Lois. It was so fucking cute. Well, how old was her mom? Like, in her 90s? And she's just not in a bikini but doing a little drive. <laughs> I love what these moms just do not care. Like in the words of shit. In the words of Mama D, she says, I don't give a rip. I love that. <laughs> she's like, I don't give a dog rip. She's like in the, the way she was telling D'Angelo, like, I got plenty of money. I don't need your money. I was like, oh my God, I love her so much. She's embarrassing this woman, this grown woman, but it's also really funny to yes. see. Like she's so funny. I feel she's, bad. she's amazing. I love I want her in my life. Her hair is always well, my- perfectly teased. Oh, look, I, I just can't get enough. I, I, don't, I would never I want her it. as my mother. No. I do need her in my life. I need her as my, like, housewives mom. But yeah, totally. Totally. Be fantastic. But again, I think that it goes to show why we both love Dallas so much. These women are dynamic on TV together. You can love and hate something about each of them, but that's the nature and the beauty of housewives. They're imperfect people that we love. Absolutely. Oh, I, I'm so happy to be back. These women so, just so give so me happy. life. And I'm so happy that I got to talk about all this with you, Kirsten. Thank you so much for coming on. It was truly, truly, truly a pleasure. I had so much fun. Again, after just having fun 48 hours ago. on Yes! And that was more fun than I've had in a very long time. And probably one of the first features I've done since having my own show. So thank you so much. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you for having me. It's, like, so fun talking to you. It's so easy and chill. And we'll have to do it again. Yes, absolutely. Probably around like the season finale or something of Dallas. Yes, I love that. And we can like reflect back on like this episode and see if we were right. And I really think. Totally. That'd be amazing. Thank you so much for having me. So just for your listeners, uh, they can find me. I'll do my little spiel, shall I? (laughs) (laughs) 
I am, my podcast is called Reality TV and Me. Um, you can find it anywhere your podcasts live, Apple, Apple Pods, Spotify, Google Play, all that jazz. Um, and follow me on Instagram at Reality TV and Me. Shoot me a DM. I love keeping in touch with my listeners. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's about it for me. Yes, and um, of course, you guys, if you are listening but don't follow me already on Instagram, please check me out at Mixing with Mani, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H. M-A-N-I uh, for funny housewife memes, Bravo memes, and Bravo news and pop culture news as well. And I'll also, by the time you guys hear this, there will be a link in my link tree on my bio to my episode that I did with Kirsten on Reality TV and Me that you have got to go listen to if you want to hear more of my thoughts on OC and my recapping her on Potomac and everything. And just to kind of like deep dive into Reality TV and Me because it's actually a really fun podcast. So go listen. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Mixing with Moni. If you'd like to connect with me more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. That's where you can find a bunch of Bravo and pop culture related content, news, and of course, some shady fun memes. Also, my DMs, feel free to come talk to me about anything you want, TV, Bravo, or even your one-star feelings and opinions about the podcast. Otherwise, definitely rate, review, and subscribe. I can't wait to connect with you guys more, and I'll talk to you next week.